What's up, everybody? Welcome to It's Not That Terrible, the podcast where I, Zach Brown, sit down my co-host, Morgan Hyslip. What's up, Morgan? And we talk about the terrible movies that we love. This week, we chose the 2007 comedic masterpiece, Hot Rod, directed by Kiva Schaefer, who is the third Lonely Island, the other two actually in the movie. Uh, it's an hour, 28 minutes, 39% Rotten Tomatoes, which is atrocious. That is ridiculous. I say, I say every episode, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, and like I guess, um, I guess comedies are notoriously rated low across everything, so this makes this show super easy. But that, yeah. yeah, like it's, I don't know, like Hot Rod is such a good like, good um, uh, comparison to you know what type of comedy we were getting at the time. This was like right whenever Lonely Island was blowing up, right when I think like SNL had its peak in the two thousands for sure. And like, man, to like to for this movie to get like a thirty nine percent is such a crime. It's such a crime because it's so good still. Yeah, cause I think it stacks up with like Super Bad that came out the same year and Knocked Up came out the same year. Those like three of like the best comedies like ever created. Super uh, Knocked Up doesn't hold up as well as like yeah. Super Bad or um, this. Yeah, but those three that year are like three of like the tops of the yeah, he- early aughts at least. Absolute heavyweights. Yeah, and I didn't realize that the third Lonely Island directed it. I thought it was like a, I figured it was just like a, oh, who's the guy that directs all the other comedies, like kind of early aughts, like the uh, Knocked Up and stuff like that. Oh, I thought uh, it was John him. Apatow? I, you thought it was Apatow? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was an Apatow film. Oh, wow. Or at no. least was, I thought it, maybe it might have been an Andy, Sand, uh, Andy Sandberg movie, but I was oh, surprised when I found out that it was Akiva. That's so crazy, because like, I don't know, like, I don't think any part of this movie screens Apatow, because, like... And it doesn't, and I don't know why I thought it did. It's okay, like, that's crazy, because, yeah, that's crazy, because I'm thinking, like, what? No, never mind, I, I almost I almost spoiled next week's episode, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, don't do that yet, don't do yeah, that, well, don't do that. Not yet. Yeah, this is one of my all-time favorite movies, like, this movie, when I was in, like, middle school and high school, my mm-hmm. friends and I would quote all the time. Yeah. Like, like one of the one lines in here, like... You who shitheads have found a bag of fireworks. Y'all want to shoot off from the shoot them off with me? That line's not even quotable. We said it all the fucking time. Yeah, like there are lines in this movie that like do not work <laughs> outside of the context of this movie. But it doesn't matter because like this movie's humor is so fucking dumb and so specific. Like so specifically SNL and so specifically Lonely Island, I guess, you know? Like because Andy Samberg has like this really weird, almost like, um, oh man, almost like Kaufman esque, you know, like sort of yeah, comedy. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. and like I it's don't know, super... like n- no one else, no one else does that aside from like you know, probably like one other movie I can think of. Yeah, this movie is it's one of the best comedies I think was made in the two thousands at least. Like it is just so funny. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the plot, though, because this is going to be a long one, I think. So, we start off, we see Andy Samberg himself, Rod Kimball, stuntman, yeah. as he's preparing to jump a mail truck. <laughs> and this is a scene that, when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh, seven. I was, I was with my grandpa, my grandpa and my cousin to see it in theaters. Dude, you're I don't know why rules. I went and saw it, because, like, <laughs> it was such a random film to go see. And uh, this mail truck scene, because he looks at his, he looks at, um... Kevin, who is played by the second Lonely Island, who has a super weird name. It's oh, it's Jorma. Jorma Tacone plays Kevin. God, what a name! And, right, it's such a random one. Yeah. And he asks Kevin if he reinforced the ramp. Kevin says no, we didn't have time. <laughs> and Rod says okay. And then he goes to jump the mail truck, and the ramp breaks. 
and it is like a violent, a violent throwing. Like he gets thrown across the ramp and hits the other one, and like he and lawn just, chair folds. It just sets the tone for this entire movie because this entire movie is like this character getting thrown into a van over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, the body humor is very it's very Seth Rogen esque with having Seth Rogen in the movie. Yeah, like it just has like that that random violence that he always have in those movies. Yeah. But the supporting cast in this film is ridiculously good. You have Danny McBride who plays Rico, mm-hmm. Bill Hader who plays Dave, and then Jorma who plays Kevin. And like those three, like aside from Jorma being part of like Lonely Islands, Danny yeah. McBride and Bill Hader weren't like super popular at the time. No. Bill Hader had been in Superbad. That was about it. Yeah, that was. And it's crazy to think that you I, – I didn't even think about this earlier um, whenever you mentioned that Superbad and Hot Rod came out in the same year, which blows my mind. I never would have thought that. I thought Hot Rod came out later. But, yeah, for Bill Hader to be in, like, two movies like this back-to-back that, like, defined comedy for, like, a generation of kids, like, is kind of wild. Yeah, I think Bill Hader's character – He, I have a best friend named Jaws who mm-hmm. – Bill Hader is literally the – like, they are the exact same person. This character, Dave, and my friend, Jaws, are the exact same people. Oh, my God. And, like, this, the scene later on with the uh, with the the saw and the piece of metal is, like, the <laughs> most, like, I've, I feel like I've looked at that situation a hundred times, and it is hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's such a good scene. <laughs> and then after we get this mail, this mail truck jump, we go on to one of the best tracks in the entire soundtrack, which is full of bangers, by the way. Mm-hmm. This soundtrack is awesome. Yeah. Of Danger on the Track, which I will scream seeing every time it comes on TV, because it is such a good song. Yeah. Then we get the title card. It says Hot Rod as he jumps off a curb on his moped. (laughs) Um, I have written here Andy Samberg's in his prime during this movie. This is like Andy Samberg comedy, like, height. Like, he is, I think he's a really underrated comedic actor, because, like, Popstar's great. This is great. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is excellent. Yes. And it's just, like, no one really talks about it, because it's, like... He's just so good. Well, yeah, like, Andy Samberg is, like, one of the... I don't know, he was a main SNL cast member for a while, right? And then... Yeah, all, besides, just doing, like, Lonely Island stuff. Yeah, and then, like... And then all of a sudden, like... I guess, aside from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Andy Samberg kind of, I don't know, fell off the face of, like, most TV and film. And I know he was doing music with Lonely Island and stuff, too. But it's kind of a shame. And, and I know Brooklyn Nine-Nine's, like, great, and it's, it's, it's awesome. I need to watch more of it. But it's... I don't know. It's it's kind of depressing because you see you see people like Adam Sandler or Rob Schneider grow on like go on to like have these excellent careers, and Andy Samberg I think deserved all of that. And I'm glad I'm glad to see that like Brooklyn Nine Nine is doing super well now. But I just think that Andy Samberg deserves a whole lot more, especially after watching this movie. Yeah, he really deserves like his like his uncut gems or his like dramatic yes. role. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of like the funny guy, like. I will say the What You Say video from SNL all those years ago It is is one of the funniest videos I've ever it's seen. It's iconic. It's iconic. Like, it's one of the most iconic SNL bits probably, like, within the last, like, 15, 20 years. Um, and then we move on to the drive-in where they're playing Jelly Bean Guessing, which is such mm-hmm. a random, like, this has a very, like, um, Napoleon Dynamite, like, just day-in-the-life feel. Yep. Like, a lot of the scenes, like, they just, like, told the actors to do whatever they want. Yes. Um, then I have here, Dave reminds me of my best friend. Why do you call yourself Voltron? Because uh, it's super badass. That's <laughs> it another is. great line. It is. Um, so they're sitting there at the, di- at the drive-in just eating food. Uh, Danny McBride comes and goes, you who shitheads, I just found a bag of fireworks in the men's restroom. Would you guys like to sh- light them off? 
And then there's a long <laughs> shot of them watching these fireworks not explode. <laughs> and like I and this is we were talking about this pre-show, but this is one of Danny McBride's first real gigs. Like, and I say first real gigs. I'm sure this movie didn't pay like shit for, for any of these folks. Oh no, no, they, like, this didn't make any money. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like the budget was awful. Like they they fully expected just to have fun and make a comedy. But yeah, this is like this is kind of one of those movies that jump started Danny McBride's career. And it was it's kind of wild to think that Danny McBride did not come from that SNL crowd, even though like he's probably best buds with all of them now. And like, man, this, we need more Danny McBride in literally everything. Danny McBride's so good. Like, he's probably the funniest I've seen him in This Is The End. Yes. Which is a movie no one really talks about with Seth Rogen, but it is so funny. Such a good movie. And then we go from the drive-in to Rod's house, where we meet his mother, who is played by Sissy Spacek. Hell yeah. Like, they have, they have like, a insane cast of this movie that I didn't think they would have. Like, yeah. They have Sissy Spacek, and then later on they have... Uh, uh, who Ian McShane plays the stepdad Frank. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask who who plays the stepdad. Yeah, Ian McShane, who's been in like uh he was in American Gods recently. Yeah. He's I can't think of else he's been in, but uh, we also learned that Rod has this ongoing feud with the stepdad played by Ian McShane Frank where he's trying to kick his ass. Uh yep. so Rod gets all geared up to go fight uh Frank. They get to the middle of the stairs, turns to Kevin, they they do their chant, ancestors protect me. And I, Kevin responds, may they protect you, which is another like running joke in the film is like the random chance. Yeah. They do it here. They do it at the end. They do it midway through at the pool scene too, which is like random noises. Yeah. And it's like, it's that lonely Island, like weird. What the fuck are you doing? Shit. Like It's, it's 100% just, what it is. It's so good. Um, we get our first look at Ian McShane as Frank when, uh, Rod sneaks up on him. And Frank turns around and says, never sneak up on a man who was in a chemical fire. <laughs> She's just like a really funny random line that I, I laughed at. Oh, uh, we kind of learned that Frank doesn't respect Rod as a man because he can't grow his own mustache. <laughs> Where we have another hormone disorder joke. It's two, that's now two shows in a row with a mention of a disorder of some kind. Oh, my God. Where, Frank, where Rod can't grow a mustache because he has a hormone disorder. Um, Frank kicks his Rod's ass. Then we cut to uh, Rod outside taking the trash out. What we see for the second time on It's Not That Terrible, Isla Fisher. How did we manage this? I don't – I could not close my eyes and point around a movie and choose an Isla Fisher film. Like, yeah. I think of this, Scooby-Doo, and uh, she was in um, was Now saying, You See Me. Those are like three I can think of. Yeah, that's so weird that we ended up getting two Isla Fisher movies back-to-back, and you texted me earlier – while you were watching the movie, and you were like, dude, this is the second Isla Fisher movie. And I was like, man, I didn't even notice that she was in this movie until about halfway through. I didn't, the hair color totally threw me for a loop. But she looks identical, five years apart. Yeah, it's it's the exact same. It's just, it's so odd that we have two Isla Fisher films in a row. Um, then we get probably the best line in the entire movie when Rod tells her, when he goes, you look pretty, Denise. She turns around and goes, huh? And he said, I said you look shitty. Good night, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. say that randomly so much because it's such a funny, like, random little line. You look shitty. Um, and then we learn that Rod's going to jump the pool the next day. Mm-hmm. He hands uh, Denise a brochure showing he's going to jump the city pool. Uh, we also get some backstory on Rod's dad, who's a stuntman. We see a photo of his dad with Evil Knievel, 
there's a poster of Yo-Yo Ma reading uh, Goodnight Moon on the wall. <laughs> we see that a couple times in the movie. Um, and then we cut to the next day. It's pool jump time. Hell we yeah. are at the city pool, and the crew is clearing out the pool for Rod to jump it. We get to meet Richardson, who is played by who is that actor? Because I recognize him. Richardson. Um, he is the I, dancing, the random dancing guy. Chester Tam. What is he? Oh, he was in. He's a pop star. Never stop. Never stopping. He's okay. like a. He's like a. Uh, he's just like a, a Lonely Islands like uh, friend. I think. Oh, okay, that's cool. Because um, I had no idea who he was. I just thought it was. Just yeah, like I, re- this I recognize guy. him from like random Lonely Island stuff. <laughs> that's so uh, good. there's some excellent running gag that he's dancing which isn't even funny but it goes on long enough to make you laugh yep and that's it's like, like a really bad family guy joke where it just goes on for so long that you start laughing at it yeah exactly and that's like i guess that's the appeal to most of the lonely island humor and most of andy sandberg's humor and that's why i think like i don't know i think that's why like lonely island and sandberg are so kaufman-esque is because like the jokes don't have to be funny they just have to go on long enough like, <laughs> like, and that's totally my humor. Like, if I'm going to tell a joke and it doesn't land, I'm just going to dig into it, like, long enough to where at least I'm laughing and making other people uncomfortable because, like, out of context, it's the funniest fucking thing. And that's exactly what happens in this movie so fucking often, especially with yeah. the stupid dancing bit that doesn't make any fucking it's, sense. It's so random, but it is hilarious. It's Even later so on in the movie, there's a, a long, long time of it going on, and it's so funny. Oh, God. Um, then we get to see Rod get ready to make the jump. He calls upon his totem spirit, Fox. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the movie, he called upon his totem spirit. I think it was Eagle. I didn't mention that, but that's like a, a, a running joke throughout the movie, him calling upon his totem spirits. Um, and since like he missed the jump early in the film, you probably think, oh, he's going to make this one. He's totally going to make this one and look like an idiot. Now he falls straight in the pool. <laughs> Hell like, yeah. He doesn't even, doesn't even get off the ramp boy before he falls in the pool. I love this movie uh, so much. <laughs> It is so good because it's just like, oh, he's going to make the jump finally. Every time he does not make it. Nope. Um, and then Rod walks back to his house soaking wet, and we see a bunch of cars out front, and we learn that Frank is very sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think that it's a, a new issue for Frank. It turns out he's been sick for 21 years. <laughs> <laughs> the insurance won't cover his 50 grand uh, heart surgery. Whenever Rod asked why they wouldn't tell him, <laughs> they wanted to keep him happy, <laughs> even they told Kevin. He wouldn't be able to oh, handle man. it. <laughs> He wouldn't be able to handle He's too fragile to understand his stepfather being sick. Oh, that's so good. Rod tells Frank that he's going to make him healthy, that we can kick his ass before he dies. The Frank and Rod stuff in this movie is hilarious. It's honestly, like, it's, there's a, it's the highlight. Of the there's a moment later thing. on where, I don't think I wrote down my notes, where Frank is laying asleep and he goes, pussy. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. Like, because it's just. <laughs> hearing Ian McShane eyes half closed and just saying pussy is the funniest fucking thing you don't even need a reason for it we just needed we just needed ian mcshane to say the word pussy and i think i've said that word too many times on this podcast already (laughs) to be perfectly honest Uh, and then uh rod gets upset and screams he needs to go to his quiet place and we get the funniest scene this entire movie of the footloose punch dancing scene in the forest (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, Never from Footloose starts playing as Rod punch dances and flips and pommel horses around the uh, forest. Mm -hmm. Then he trips and we get another one of those Lonely Island long scenes of Rod falling down a hill. Like, (laughs) I I laughed until I cried. Dude, this movie is like if every Rocky sequence ended terribly. 
Like oh, one hundred percent. Like every time, like dude, it's almost this movie's almost scary movie esque when it comes to um, whenever it comes to like underdog stories, but it's. I don't know. It stands out just enough to where like you can't even make those comparisons at a certain point. Like I don't know this movie. I I had too much fun watching this movie, but I just think that like all the Rocky moments and stuff like that. Whenever Andy is constantly like, failing over and over, and you ne- you always think that like he's gonna come out on top, and the movie somehow still subverts your expectation every single time because he's never gonna fucking come out on top at all ever yeah but it, his confidence it's able to, like, never do falls. parody human without it's like being parody human without being a parody yeah exactly and it's so good yeah um and after he falls down this hill for probably it's a good two and a half minutes probably of mm-hmm. andy sandberg just flying down this hill ragdolling uh he lands on the highway and sees a sign that says one big jump and he decides the way they're going to save frank is by raising five thousand dollars to jump 10 buses, mm-hmm. which is exactly one more, I think what he says, than the Evil Knievel's record. Um, but in order to explain this to the crew, he has to stand perfectly still at an ice rink as, da- as Dave works to kind of explain <laughs> the entire thing. And this is another scene that's just like one of those long scenes where it's just like it cuts to them somewhere else, but he's standing in the same place. Yeah. It's really funny. Um then the editing cut in this to, very good too. Oh, the editing's so good. Yeah. It is so good. Um, and then we cut to we see Isla Fisher's character Denise out in her front yard playing with a dog, and Rod keeps like shining a light at her face so she notice him, mm-hmm. and then runs into the runs into the garage and starts working on an engine by just beating it with a hammer. Just really, really hard with a hammer. Like, okay. <laughs> And then Denise comes in, and Rod tells her he realizes she must be part of the team. She has to go through an initiation first, which is very scary. He's mm-hmm. just pouring a Slurpee on her feet. Terrible. It's just funny. It's just a terrible, terrible scene. Like, I love, like, all of the shit that Denise gets put through. And she's totally just down. She just wants to be everybody's friend. And she's, like, she's so much better off than all of these idiots. <laughs> but she just, oh, 100%. she's just down to be there, like, no matter what. So she's the real hero of this story. And then we uh, get to a scene where Rod is introducing Denise to all of the crew, which my understanding, I thought they were all like high school buddies, but I guess not. We hear uh, Danny, Mc- I, I don't know, it's I can't, it's very odd the way they describe it. Um, then we get Danny McBride explaining his dream of fighting a thousand wizards and all the wizards' wives coming out wanting to have sex, <laughs> which is uh, just a very Danny McBride joke. Yeah. <laughs> it has that like Eastbound and Down or that Righteous Gemstones kind of feel to it. It's oh really God. good. Uh, so Rod introduces everyone by saying, my name's Rod, I like to party. Then everyone says their name, say they want to party, even though Rod's the only one that parties. Rod's the only one It's one of those jokes that's kind of hard to explain, but it's really funny when you see it in action. Like, if we could, if you trimmed the fat on, like, any of these jokes, this movie, for one, wouldn't be half as funny or half as long. <laughs> no. It's an hour and a half, but I feel like it's probably 45 minutes worth of content. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Um, and then we get to see the first uh, training segment of the movie where Rod's going to try lung strengthening. We get one of the best <laughs> lines in the movie where uh, Bill Hader goes, pool's a perfect for holding water, man, <laughs> as they're filling a pool what? up. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, Rod tells them they're going to hold him underwater for 40 seconds, which is 20 less than a minute. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he tells me he's going to ring this bell next to the pool when he wants to come up. He rings it once and they all go, ah. Ah. <laughs> I want just like chanting scenes that makes me laugh. Like, okay. Uh, I don't even. This is, this is the scene, if I'm remembering correctly. This is the scene where they drown him, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, so I can hold my <laughs> breath for 40 seconds. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why Rod can't fucking hold his breath for fucking 40 seconds. It's not 40 that. 40 seconds is a, it's not, a long time. It's not that long, man. Like, I can hold my breath for 40 seconds. Like, I even, I know because I did it whenever I saw this part. Like, because I thought it was so oh, stupid. Yeah. Like, honestly, if, look, you know. If he if he drowned because he couldn't hold his breath for forty seconds, maybe he had it coming. I like how just randomly it is like the need to strengthen his lungs to jump a bus. Yeah, why? <laughs> why did you need to do that at all? Like, if anything, you need to practice calm breathing for whenever you're in the air so you don't fucking choke, bud. <laughs> so you don't fly off a bike. Um, As we see, there's a there's a great little part of uh, Rico's sister Maggie coming out. Asking if they want fruit punch. He says, <laughs> Maggie, don't ask. Just bring it. And then they have no fruit punch. He goes, you just want cherry? And Rico yells, I don't want cherry. It upsets my stomach. And it's just like this random little bit. And it's even funny. It's like my sister's name's Maggie. Oh so my I say God. that all the time to her. She doesn't understand what I'm saying. And I'll just make that joke towards her. <laughs> Your uh, they drown Rod. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they drown Rod. But Kevin's a good photographer, a videographer and doesn't stop recording. He yeah. records that entire damn thing like he should. Good job, bud. Uh, Rod pukes all over Denise when she resuscitates him. Mm, yes, it's pretty. Do. It's a pretty. This really funny scene. Um, then we cut to the next training area, which is speed management, <laughs> where they are going to bomb a hill on a longboard. Oh, here comes the whiskey. Rod joke. tells. <laughs> yeah, it is. Rod tells the group that his safe word will be whiskey. And there's just this long joke of him saying, of Kevin asking him why he's saying it that way, and Rod responds saying, what, what way? Why? And then the best line you mean is, whiskey? where, where do you get off? <laughs> um, so as they, Rod bombs this hill, he goes so fast that he can't control himself. He runs into an, R, an RV trailer, and this crazy man comes out of the house yelling, why don't you just get your dick hole smashed? <laughs> Couldn't say urethra. <laughs> no, he said dick hole. He didn't say urethra twice in the movie at the very end. Oh, thank God. And then, and then uh, Rico, Danny McBride's character, starts beating the shit out of this guy with a traffic cone, screaming, I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. I go to church every goddamn Sunday. You can't bring the demons out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... It's so good. It Dude. is just so... It's just Danny McBride. That's the what it is. The world doesn't deserve Danny McBride. Absolutely He's so not. good. And then we uh, cut to the g- gang outside of a gas station as the three supporting characters are dancing to music and Denise and Rod are having a conversation. They're just talking. Rod's flirting not very well. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin runs up to ask Rod about the song about the grandma getting ran over by a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> in which Rod tells him the title is Grandma Guy Run Over by a Reindeer and Kevin responds mm, no that's not it it's definitely it's not just, it it just it's a line that sticks in my head then we meet Jonathan's boyfriend or Denise's boyfriend Jonathan mm-hmm. who is played by Will Arnett Hell who yeah. is a 
total dick bag. Like he is a huge asshole. I just I it love Will so Arnett's funny. like I love Will Arnett's like commitment to being a dick, especially around this time. Because I'm pretty sure Let's Go to Prison came out this year or the year before. In oh seven or oh six, if I'm if I'm yeah, really, with Dax Shepard. I'm pretty it, sure it did. And this yeah. is like post the original run of uh Arrest Development also. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Will Arnett was really on the come up. Yeah, because this is after, I think, this is after they canceled the show, I'm pretty sure, before they brought it back on Netflix. Oh, wow, I didn't even realize Arrested Development was that old, but, you know, whatever, don't take me. Yeah, 03 is when it came out. Okay. Yeah, and then, so Will Arnett plays Denise's boyfriend from the city, Mm -hmm. who's on the track to be a junior partner at his law firm. He's a total asshole. Then Rod was going to ask... Yeah, he drives a Corvette. Most overrated cars, Rod says. <laughs> um, Rod was going to ask Denise out on a date, but then he finds out she has a boyfriend. So instead he asks her who would win in a fight, a grilled cheese or a taco. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and Denise responds, a grilled cheese would win in a fair fight, but a taco would win if it's prison rules. <laughs> Which, when I first heard that joke, made it, it didn't click no. when I was younger. But now that I'm older, it is extremely racist, and I'm... They pointed out, though, Yeah, that this is an extremely racist answer. <laughs> yeah, Ra's like, yeah, that's pretty racist, but okay. But <laughs> like, true. Jesus. But correct. I mean, I feel like the I feel like the taco would have won either way, but, you know. Uh, and then we go to a family dinner, because it's the first time Frank's felt healthy enough to eat dinner with the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank and Rod get immediately into an argument. Frank hits Rod with his cane. Which Rod stands up and yells at his mother, have fun being married to Satan. <laughs> and just it, a really random scene. It doesn't even last that long. It just, no. like, is there, and then it cuts to the next day. And also, like, let's, let's put a pin in this real quick. Why is she married to this shithead who treats her <laughs> son like this? Don't, I've had stepdads, you know? Like, why is this necessary? And, like, what the fuck? Frank is, is a huge asshole. Yeah, like, was, is, like, is Frank, like, really doing something? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, is he is he a drug lord? Is he, like, is he just, like, phenomenal in bed and she can't possibly imagine life without him? Because fair, I guess. I, I just wish that the movie would say because he just treats Rod like shit. His dad's dead. <laughs> And like, like he's the only father figure he has, and he just shits all over Rod. And the whole like the only way that Rod could ever like earn his respect is to beat the living fuck out of him. And like honestly, Rod deserves fucking better from literally everybody in this movie except his friends. Like that is really true. Rod gets treated like a complete piece of shit the entire movie. Yeah, Rod's like a genuinely good person with like a big heart and. His family, except his brother, his stepbrother, like, are all shitheads to him. Like, people treat Rod like shit. Yeah. Look, I'm, um, right, I'll get off my soapbox here, we, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Rod, poor Rod. Then we come from this scene to another scene of Rod walking through the forest covered in mattresses. <laughs> Looks like he's he's avoiding something, and the van comes out of nowhere and hits him across the, the Jesus. field. And then, that's just it for that scene. Like, it's just a random scene of him getting hit by a car. Um, then we cut to the drive-in again, where they're at 80% of the film, they're at this drive-in eating. Mm-hmm. Rod asks out the, uh, the teller, the cashier at the restaurant named Kathy. Um, then we go see Rod back at the house talking to Frank, telling him he's going to save him. And then we get a jump scare, which I was not expecting. <laughs> a Frank hiding behind Rod. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> I, yeah, continue. I, I, I just can't. Uh, then we see Rod on the, on his moped on the way to his uh, date, where he's singing, "Oh, when you're going on a date, you put on your shirt and you ride your bike to that date." <laughs> there are some really good like songs that he makes up as he's doing stuff in this movie that are hilarious. Yeah, very Billy Madison esque. Uh huh. Yeah, hundred percent. It's very uh, shampoo is better. <laughs> and then uh, we see that Kathy stands Rod up, which I think the movie might be like pointing at Rod didn't actually get a yes from her to go on a date. Yeah. And that he lied to the group. But I was never hundred percent sure on that. He probably lied. <laughs> yeah, I think he was lying to the group. Yeah. And then um, we see Jonathan, his best friend Sol- Sullivan's there, and he yells, "Sully, you showed how you and how you a shot to the nuts." <laughs> It's the way they get the way they get Will Arnett off the scene out of the scene, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then Rod goes next to Denise, starts telling her a story about how his dad died. <laughs> how his dad worked for Evil Knievel and tested all his jumps. But his dad decided to go out on his own and decided to jump ten milk carts. Or milk trucks, not carts. <laughs> and uh <laughs> that's being hilarious. No, everyone and... imagine jumping ten milk carts, please. <laughs> Especially right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, we learned that his dad was trying to jump 10 milk trucks and the takeoff was great but when he landed the front tire exploded the handlebars went straight through his head his teeth were grounded dust and he died instantly Jesus the next day Jesus <laughs> that's just like the cherry on top of this entire thing is this graphic story of his dad dying and then saying he died instantly yeah, the next like, day yeah just like let me tell you it died instantly the next day. That's one. And also, like, let me sit down at this really nice restaurant and tell my childhood crush, like, how my father died. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, his teeth were powder, and he's, he died instantly the next day. I I love this movie so much. I love it. Um, and then, Dude, it's such, it's such a great movie. Um, then we get Rod doing odd stunts to raise money from parties. Um, he lights himself on fire at a party. It has to be put out by one of his crewmates because he can't get out. They stuff him inside of a barrel and put him in the pool. <laughs> yeah, why? And they can't find the, he couldn't know. hold his breath for forty seconds, and they oh, put they him in a barrel the... like he was whiskey, and just put him in a pool. He's not fucking like, oh God, what's the magician? Like he's not Chris Angel. He's not like, mind freak. Yeah, like what the fuck? He's not the mind freak. No. Uh, then Rico ends up shooting the lock off the the barrel because they can't find the key. God. Then we get our then we get our one f bomb in the entire movie, when he tells the lady they grow up so fast and she says, "Get the fuck off my porch." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we see <laughs> it's the most aggressive I've ever seen someone hand a check over. <laughs> like, oh my god, like it is ever anger. Uh, oh god. Um, and then we see Rod standing in front of a bunch of kids. He gets hit by a washer, <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> He's covered in mattresses, and this washer comes flying at him. But also, like, what a fun way to make money. <laughs> like, right? Just getting getting hurt over and over again. Yeah. I mean, in a, especially it's with so a washer, great. you just got a mattress on you. You're just going to fall down. You'll be okay. Maybe some yeah, internal bleeding. You'll be good. You'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we see Rod and Denise kind of having a cute little teacher how to ride the bike. She, They have a stunt woman. I'm guessing do some stunts on the bike because I don't know if, like, Isla Fisher actually is a moped rider herself. 
In my head, she's just some crazy stuff. I, yeah, in my head, it's Isla Fisher doing it, yeah. not, <laughs> not not Andy Samberg in a red Andy Samberg in a red wig. Yeah. <laughs> then we get a scene of Rod at a uh, like a business retreat doing a stunt where he's on top of a tower as they're singing a birthday song. Rico blows the tower up too early, <laughs> which sends Rod just flying. Like it's how does like how do half these stunts not kill Rod? Like I don't know, man. I feel like we should have fired Rico a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> like Rico, d- what? What? <laughs> don't blow it! Don't, don't blow, blow it. it! What? Okay, and then he blows it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get uh, Rod getting a check from one of the guys, and he keeps telling me he's a terrible business. He's a terrible stunt man. Mm-hmm. Rod keeps going, huh? <laughs> and then he finally goes, "Oh no, I can hear you. It's just really mean." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we see Denise teaching Rod Tai Chi. <laughs> and he asks her if there's a move that'll make a grown man crap himself without realizing he's going to. Uh, Denise makes Rod shit himself. It's really funny. Um, then we go into Kevin's room and see Kevin making a video of Rod doing stunts. Mm-hmm. They decide they're going to raise the money to save Frank by showing this, or raise the money to do the stunt to save Frank. It's like they're raising money to do the stunts, which will then raise money to save Frank. Mm-hmm. It's not a great business plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, they decide they're going to make a movie of Rod doing stunts to raise money. They start handing out flyers. We get more random dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they tell, when Rod tells Frank and his mom they're going to do this, Frank yells at him some more. Then Rod runs out of the house, breaks the window, and yells, I am genuinely sorry about the window, <laughs> which is another really funny bit. And then for the rest of the movie, they have a cardboard box folded up yes. and taped in the window. <laughs> you which wouldn't know like, unless you look, but they they did it like they actually did it. Um. Then they realize they raised enough money. They raised like four hundred. They raised like forty nine hundred dollars with the movie and all the parties to do the stunt. Mm-hmm. And then everyone starts laughing at Rod's movie. He goes up to the projector room and throws the projector out the window, <laughs> which is a really <laughs> funny thing of Rod Frankenstein monstering it and freaking out at all the people. So he throws the uh, projector out the window, hits a car. They had to use all the money they've raised to fix the car and projector. And I'm pretty sure it was the projector operator's car. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was because he's standing right next to him. Yeah, it's the operator's car he throws the projector onto. That poor old man probably doesn't even have a 401k. <laughs> and like this, no. this fucking idiot kid just pulls a projector out and throws it out the window. Okay. I guess. He runs the projector stand at a local auditorium. Yeah, right. It, like Rod, yeah, maybe you do fucking suck a little bit, pal. Like Just a little bit. A little but I blame issues. his parents. Oh, 100%. Um, and then we learn the twist of the movie is that Rod's father was not actually a stuntman. Mm-hmm. He was a cashier at a tire shop who met Eva Knievel one day. And the real way he died was choking on pie because he really wanted to win the contest. <sighs> like, this... this <laughs> man, Sissy Spacek, if you're listening, you fucking suck. Your character... Whoa, hey. Hey, no, listen. Listen. Your character is rude she's a terrible mother a bad fucking mother i thought you would have learned something from playing carrie but you fucking didn't and you're just as shitty as your mom in the 70s oh man fuck sissy spacek wow this turned into a bash sissy spacek we've got fucking beef sissy if you're listening fuck you oh god poor sissy spacek line in the sand 
uh, with this new information, Rod decides he's become an adult. And we get a scene of Rod in a grocery store buying groceries, but it's just a basket full of booze. <laughs> That's got to be like uh, thousands of dollars worth of alcohol. So, like, like, more money than he could ever afford in booze. Like, 100%. He took Sissy's basics credit card, probably. Probably. She deserved it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I cannot believe you maybe just agree with you on hating Sissy's basic. Fuck her, dude. Andy Samberg deserved better. <laughs> and then we get a scene where Rod's outside talking to the crew and he tells Denise that he was too legit to quit but now he is unlegit and therefore he must quit and I did in fact just do all the hand signals that he did in the movie oh, as I said that God, that's probably, I don't know that might be my favorite joke in the whole movie <laughs> like, it's not funny it's so good it's not funny. The worst, the best part about this movie is that, like, objectively, none of the jokes are very funny. But that is what makes all of the jokes twice as funny. Oh, there, there. The movie has some great jokes that aren't even good. Like, they're just random. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, that's probably why I got the low score. But, like, come on. Another random joke that's so funny is when Rod's pushing the cart of alcohol back to his house <laughs> <laughs> and he gets hit by the van. And it's like a, a meet Joe Black terrible cg get hit by a car <laughs> he gets fucked Which, I don't know. by that van i don't know why i randomly thought that scene in meet joe black where he gets hit by the car that's just so out of nowhere <laughs> dude total confession here i'm older than you and i've never seen meet joe black i haven't either i just know that single scene okay well, <laughs> at least we're both there <laughs> um and then we we get a scene where rod is in bed asleep and he gets a call from dave Asking him if he can take him to the hospital. Oh. And when Dave gets in the car, we see that he has a big piece of metal on his eye, above his above his eye and his forehead, because he did a bunch of acid at the skating rink and then came home and decided to do some welding or some metal work in his garage and got hit with a single piece of metal. And I was listening to it was a video of uh of uh who plays Dave? I'm a blank in here. Bill Hader. Bill Hader talking about all the, the characters he's done in his life mm-hmm. and, and his career. And he talks about how this scene is directly based on a person he knew in high school who <laughs> did a bunch of acid and then decided to weld. Got a piece of metal stuck in his eye. Oh, God. I couldn't even imagine. Entire, that entire scene was just pulled from real life. Oh, God. No, that's not the type of friend you want, kids, if you're listening. <laughs> Don't get friends that do acid and weld. I mean, to everyone listening... If you do partake in recreational drugs such as um, hallucinogens, um, the what have you, I'm not judging you here on our podcast. Everyone is welcome. But don't weld. Don't operate heavy machinery. Stay home. Take a nap. Eat some, like, Doritos. Drink some Mountain Dew. Do anything else but fucking weld. You described both people who do drugs and gamers we don't mention gamers on this podcast anymore gamers rise up no oh uh-huh. <laughs> gamers sit the fuck and down then, <laughs> and then we get uh once rod drops dave off at the hospital and he keeps pointing at trash cans going hospital hospital <laughs> hospital <laughs> um Rod goes back into Kevin's room and tells him that he's ready to do the jump again. 
And we get the scene where Kevin asks him, cool beans? Rod replies, cool beans. Then we get a very edited scene of them just saying cool beans over and over again. Which is hilarious. I'm sure editing that was like way funnier than like that bit could have ever turned out to be. Like, because the bit is hilarious. But like, I'm just picturing Andy Samberg sitting behind an editor and like him and the rest of the Lonely Island crew is like, no, no, no. Let's like completely like fuck this up (laughs) as much as we can. And they were probably on set just like, no, no, no. Say it this way. Now, okay, now try saying it this way. I don't want to know how many takes this took. Like, this oh my is, god, I imagine it's so many. There is so much effort into this stupid fucking joke that, like, it's just... I don't know. This movie has such a brand, and is if this movie is anything, it is fucking consistent with these fucking awful jokes. But yes, that good. is 100% correct. It is on brand the entire time. And then we learn through Kevin that a local AM radio station, not FM, AM radio station, Mm -hmm. is now wanting to fund the jump for Rod to uh, raise the money for Frank. In this moment, we see Rod get a mustache back because Rod's back in business, baby. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Kevin for having a backup stash. Shout out to Kevin for having a backup stash. Shout out to Kevin. And before we get on to this jump, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We are back. And now it's jump day. Actually, you know what? I give it, I take it back. We are the night before jump day because Rod calls Jonathan to tell him to tell Denise mm-hmm. that the jump's back on, but Jonathan sucks and doesn't tell Denise. Also, a funny little sight gag in this is he's reading like a porno and yeah. then he switches it to um, like bodybuilders monthly when she comes back in the room. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did notice that. It's just like a, a random little thing I didn't notice the first time around. So he calls Jonathan, and then they end up going back to the house where there are paramedics at the house. Mm-hmm. And one of them walks outside, and he goes, I give the old man a week. And then the other one goes, that's really insensitive, Bob. Like, but okay, Bob, shout out to fucking you, because Frank fucking yeah. sucks. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, Frank like, does not look great. No, Frank sucks. He doesn't look great. He's a piece of shit. And honestly, good. Two weeks, good, honestly, too long. That's what I have to say. (laughs) Fuck Frank. I'm actually going to have to rewind here a bit because I forgot to introduce Chris Parnell, who is the DJ for the AM station. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot Chris Parnell was in this. Chris Parnell is And doesn't he also have a fake mustache in this movie? No, I don't think so. I thought he was barefaced. Okay, well, maybe Chris Parnell just, like, is a mustache, like, himself or something. Because, like, I can only see him with a mustache in my mind. There is a great SNL skit with Chris Parnell about, it's got him and Will Ferrell. It's called Dr. Bayman's Office Test Results. Oh, no. And it is probably one of the worst SNL skits ever made, but it is so funny. I I know the Dr. Bayman's Office skit. But, like, I've never seen the one with Chris Parnell. Because I know this because my roommates are in love with SNL. And I feel like any time I'm downstairs in the living room, we end up watching SNL skits of across, like, multiple decades. Because I miss all of them, and they're older than I am. So they're just like, oh, yeah, check out this fucking skit from the 70s. Yeah, definitely check one out. It's ancient, like, mid, mid-90s, probably. It's okay. Dr. Bayman's office test results. Okay. It is, like, one of the most, like, off-the-wall stupid SNL skits I've ever seen. 
because apparently they didn't rehearse it at all until they were on air that oh, night. That's so good. And it is so good. But Chris Parnell plays the DJ in, in this movie, mm. and he has a tattoo of a uh, rambunctious young man peeing on an FM radio and a color TV because AM is the one true way of life, according to him. And <laughs> He's like, a very weird guy. And this is, like, this is so much funnier, I guess, to me. I don't know. I can't speak for you. Growing up in, I grew up in the Delta, which is the Mid South. So I grew up in Eastern Arkansas, um, along like the Mississippi River. So, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I grew up in a super like super Southern uh, area where everyone always only fought about uh, Chevy versus Ford. And I swear <laughs> to God, I knew so many fucking people who had this shitty kid pissing on a Ford symbol or a logo or shit like or pissing on like. A, a Chevy logo or like a Dodge logo. Like it's the dumbest fucking thing. And it makes so much sense to have this on <laughs> in 2007 where like, I don't know if this resonates with like people as much as it does me. Oh bro. I see it now. I see it now. Like if I'm going to the mall or something. Well, not it's anymore. It's awful. Like, dude. But normal day I'd see it at the mall. It's so awful. It's so stupid. But after we meet this man, we now jump to jump day. Mm-hmm. And we see, first off, the song You're the Voice starts playing, which is one of the greatest songs ever written. Okay. I This song is so random. Like I When I saw Celine Dion in October, she <laughs> sang this song, and I was the only person in the audience freaking out because it was the Hot Rod song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see Rod practicing Tai Chi, and then we see this random fisherman start rubbing him with baby oil. <laughs> oh, my God. Which I is totally, so weird. I feel like I suppressed this part of the movie until right now. Because I did not yeah, remember that we... until you said it right now. And now I wish I could never see it or remember it again. <laughs> uh, Rod walks outside of his house. And as they're walking down the street, while you're the voices playing in the background, the group comes back together. Except for Denise. Because she does not know about the stupid jump. Because yeah. her boyfriend's a big dummy head. Yeah, fuck Will Arnett. Um... Yeah, fuck Will Arnett. Actually, no, I like Will Arnett. I don't want him to fight me. Please don't fight me, Will Arnett. Hey, Will Arnett, you want to come on our podcast, bud? We can beef it out. No, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, Chris Parnell doesn't want the smoke. And then Chris, Chris Parnell doesn't want the smoke. I thought you were Will Arnett. Will Arnett doesn't want the smoke either, dude. <laughs> um, and then as they are walking down the street, the, the main street in the town, they're walking through like the main area, and then a riot breaks out. <laughs> that oh, is God. so random, but it's so funny. And the entire crew runs back to the camp, the fairgrounds where they're going to jump the buses. And Rico is holding a TV talking about how scary it was. How people would take a moment of unity to attack and steal and loot. As he's holding a TV, he obviously just stole. And this bit goes on, as you would assume, too long. And way just, too long. It, it way makes it long. way much worse. Like, um, And then we see uh, Jonathan pulling up in his Corvette to... Uh, like I guess convenience store gas station kind of thing mm-hmm. or a pharmacy maybe and he tells Denise he's gonna get some vitamin water should I make a dose I love the fucking and product it, placement I love the it. vitamin water it's like, gonna it's go so get, random gonna go get a vitamin water like okay 50 cents no, the, <laughs> like, the best product placement he makes ask her if she should grab some dick bags while he's in there so they can knock boots later like what the fuck dude <laughs> like the lines they give Will Arnett are really gross, but like 
are probably some of the like some of the funniest like just words <laughs> in this whole movie. Like the fact that he asked he has to grab some dick bags and and he to, said uh, he totally uh, says chode like <laughs> oh just, he says it so much he says chode like more than once and it's so funny every time. Uh, while Will Arnett is grabbing his wallet from the car, Denise finds out through AM radio that Rod's gonna make the jump. And when she tells Jonathan about it, he says, "Yeah, who cares?" And she decides to leave. And Good then we get one of the one of the longest jokes where Will Arnett just keeps yelling, "Babe, wait, wait, babe, 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 wait, babe, wait, babe, 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 wait, babe, babe." It's so stupid, but it is so funny. Um, and then the gang is all all together. Denise is not there yet because she has gotten into a car with a stranger. Mm-hmm. Probably been murdered on the side of the street, for being honest. Yeah. This is before and we learned Uber, the gang. So. Yeah, it's before Uber. The gang got Rod a new jacket and a new bike because the moped just wouldn't cut it. Mm-mm. There's and no fucking way. It couldn't jump a pool. <laughs> I, but I love that. <laughs> I love that Rod was totally down with, like, still, he was like, I'm still going to fucking jump all these buses with this shitty fucking bike. And they were oh, like, yeah. Like, they were Rod like, was ready to die. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But I'm glad they got him a new bike. Exactly. And then they all get ready for the jump. Rod comes. Oh, actually, there's this random 80s cover band singing music. Yeah. To the crowd. And then Rod comes flying through a banner that says Rod Kimball equals pure fire. It's true. Which is great. And it is now jump time. As Rod is driving up to the platform to jump, Denise meets him halfway, and they make out. They make out an insane amount. Yeah, and she open mouth kisses him. And I'm so <laughs> glad, like, and it goes on for, as you would assume, too long. And <laughs> Rod is just like, wait, okay, could you? This is gross. And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "You like your mouth was just open like on me." And I'm like, "Okay, thank God they acknowledge this fucking terrible bit <laughs> that, that like <laughs> Isla Fisher for some reason has no idea how to kiss anybody and just starts eating Andy Samberg's face." Like <laughs> Oh, it's so good. But but don't worry. They go back and they kiss normal. So, if you yeah. if you wanted that erotica, you have it. And then we get Dave asking, why is Rod kissing his sister, man? <laughs> <laughs> and they say, that's not his sister. And he goes, whoa, this shatters my entire universe. <laughs> why? And then we get Chris Parnell saying, if the boner police are here, I demand a lawyer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like. And now. <laughs> it's so good, man. This movie's so fucking good. Jesus. Um, and then we get Rod on top of the uh, the ramp, ready to jump, where he calls upon the souls of the animal kingdom. He calls on the bottlenose dolphin, mm-hmm. the eagle, the house cat, and then a few other ones I can't remember. I have a sticker of Rod with all the animals on my water bottle. I use every oh, day. Oh my god, it's that's so good. so good. I'm, you know, shout out to uh, the bottlenose dolphin though. Oh yeah, Glad I like how the, in that scene where he where he calls upon the bottlenose dolphin earlier on, you can see it in his eyes. Yeah, his blue eyes are the water. <laughs> Um, and then we get Rod does the jump. Mm-hmm. He does it. It looks solid. It looks a little sketchy there for a second. Yeah. He gets the jump. He's in midair, looks to his buddies, gives them the thumbs up, and we see in their eyes something's terribly wrong. And we cut back to Rod, and his body is about six feet above the air, above where his bike is, because <laughs> he is not holding on to that bike. Nope. 
and Rod Kimball dies. Rod Kimball fucking bites it There's on that ramp, no and he's a way, dead man. No way anybody could ever fucking make that fall. But I'm glad that the movie committed to like him never making a jump. Oh, no, he didn't make a single jump the entire movie. <laughs> Doesn't make a single fucking jump. And <laughs> I love this movie's commitment to every single bit. Even even Rod being like sh- being like a super shitty stuntman who literally has never accomplished a single stunt. Nothing. It's so and good. then we see everyone rush over to help Rod. They can't find a pulse. And we see Rod's version of Harry Potter's death dream at the end of part two of Deathly Hollows, uh-huh, uh-huh. where he's in the Seminal. train station where it's just yeah. it's just all white and we see a grilled cheese and a taco fight it out. Mm-hmm. And the grilled cheese got the upper hand. Upper hand. Grilled cheese got it. Until the taco gets a chair. Yep. <laughs> and then he brains he brains the grilled cheese. Like the grilled cheese bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> see? And the minute the grilled cheese wins or the taco wins, Rod can hear the voice of his love Denise, and he comes to life. And did you catch what he said when he came to life? Because I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, he says, um, he says the taco one, says, right? No, he says hoobastank. <laughs> no, that's what it is. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the first words he says when he comes to life are hoobastank. Oh, and then so he expresses good. that Denise was right. A taco would win, but only with prison rules. Oh, it's so good. Um, and at this moment, we see Rod attempting to walk away after guesstimating he's broken 20 bones at least. <laughs> and we see the counter they've had running with all the money totals hit 50K. Mm-hmm. And just stops. And, they don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. They stop taking money. donations after 50,000. 50,000 like... for Frank's conveniently priced surgery, as uh, Chris Parnell describes it. <laughs> They don't have to account for taxes or anything or like any sort of other fees. It's just fifty k. Fifty k. It's good. You're in and you're out. And what what literary character makes an appearance in this scene that is so random? Wait, Ebenezer fucking Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> Why? With a cooked goose for everyone. <laughs> what the fuck? Like honestly, that's like the part of the movie where it, like I was sitting in my room watching this. I see Ebenezer fucking Scrooge for no reason. There's no build-up to this character. He's never mentioned once before. He's just there. Like, add that to the list of jokes like in this movie that obviously do not work, that they were just like, oh, this will be fucking hilarious. Like, okay. Because it is, it is so funny. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, And then we cut six months later. Frank's got a new heart. He's stronger than before. And as Rod goes down there to fight him with his own grown mustache, no more fake mustache, he has the mustache of a 7th grade boy. <laughs> he turns to uh, Kevin and he goes, Gods of war. Kevin responds, May your hammer be mighty. Which I'm guessing this is where Corey Barlog got the plot for uh, Gods of War 2018. That's what, yeah, truly. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... <laughs> Rod goes down there and he beats the shit out of Frank. <laughs> like <laughs> he murders this old man. <laughs> they fight in the basement, then they fight out in the backyard where Rod beats him with a fucking brick. Yep. Like, like that was that was the one where I was like, "Oh fuck." 
<laughs> like Frank's not coming out of this alive at all. I love that scene because you hear Bill Hader in the background going, "Oh, he hit him with a brick." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like everyone's looking at his mom, being like, "Maybe we should stop this." And she's like, "No, it's okay." And so, like, that's the one redeeming quality that Sissy Spacek has in this movie is that she's totally down for her husband also to get his shit kicked in eventually. Oh yeah, she's just like, "I like this." Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Um, and then we see the the two men fighting out on a car where Frank finally says to Rod he's a man. Mm-hmm. And then Rod makes Frank shit himself with a chi- Tai Chi move. <laughs> and then the movie ends. That's it. That's how it ends. Yeah. With Rod making Frank shit himself. Deservedly so. Yeah. And that's hot, Rod. Yeah. I... So, Morgan, what are your thoughts on this masterpiece of a film? <laughs> My thoughts on Hot Rod. Okay. They're not complex. They're pretty straightforward. I love this movie a whole lot. Whenever we were watching it, I kind of feel... I don't know. I feel like... I hate to compare every movie to... Like, every movie that we do to the movie we did previously. But I feel like Spy Kids and Scooby-Doo had better pacing than Hot Rod did. Even though, like... I don't know. I thought Hot Rod was more enjoyable, like, as an adult, you know, watching it. Um... Because it's so, like, it's so on purposely goofy in every aspect. It's a lot more fun to watch than uh, Scooby-Doo or Spy Kids. But, yeah, I, I feel I feel like some of the pacing, it felt, felt like a slow burn sometimes. But I, I kind of feel like that with a lot of comedies because I feel like a lot of comedies need to be that way um, in order to land jokes like this movie does. Because I mentioned earlier, if you cut out all the extra nonsense that, like, the jokes don't necessarily need... Um, the movie wouldn't be half as funny or like half as long as it is. And it's only an hour and a half, but watching it, I felt it, it felt to me like it went on a little too long, but this is definitely a great movie to watch with, with friends to watch. Like if you're drunk, if like, if you're hanging out and you know, you're maybe partaking in like, you know, uh, different recreational uh, activities. It's super, super fun to watch. It's, I mean, it's Will Arnett's one of his first big gigs, uh, Danny McBride's first big gigs, Andy Samberg's, a lot of people, um, a lot of great cast. It's it's just really enjoyable. I I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than that. Um, and it was, I mean, it's a fun fun movie to do an episode on too. Like it's just a it's just a good romp, and it's totally my sense of humor. It probably pioneered a lot of what I think is funny even today. This might be my all-time favorite comedy movies ever made. Wow. I love this movie so much, and I'll never truly understand why, because I recognize that a lot of it doesn't hit. Sure. But I think it's probably one of the... it's The humor in it is so quotable, and it just is so ingrained in my memory. Yeah. That this is, like, a movie that I will watch, like... I watch it, like, probably once a month. I'll sit down randomly and just watch it. Yeah. Because it is so funny to me. And, and honestly, comedies comedies are always you know scored low because comedies don't have to be um like breakout hits every single time to like to make a statement or like define a like a, a genre um a new like a new style of comedy for like a generation you know like i'm sure i'm sure super bad i'm not even looking i'm sure super bad doesn't have like a super high score but that's like a seminal that's like a seminal film that's like the porkies of the mid 2000s and along with this too, and I mean, Hot Rod doesn't have to be great. It's just it just has to be funny, and it does that. 
and like honestly i think it's super rad that it's your favorite fucking comedy because it's a really good one yeah i think one of the big things with hot rod is it's one of those comedies it's not like super bad is one of those comedies that's like it's that brass kind of sexual humor yeah same with like tropic thunder and Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. hot rod just one of those like not even a stoner comedy movie it's no. just like it's, it's really dry humor yeah and, and I think that's why i like it so much and i feel like it's a very accessible comedy too I mean, aside it's, from yeah. aside from like you know the the pussy joke, God, I've said that too many <laughs> times on this podcast. But you know, aside from that joke, and the, pretty much aside from that, like that entire bit where he's sitting next to Frank and Frank has his eyes closed, because there's also another joke that is very like that I won't say here. That's very like oh did not age well at all. It's yeah, and it's super not cool, and I didn't expect it. Um, if you if you've seen the movie recently, you know exactly what I'm what we're talking about. But I feel like aside from that bit, like this movie is pretty. I mean, you could watch it with your if you, with your parents as long as your parents like had oh, any yeah. like sense of humor. Like it's just goofy on purpose, and it's like you said, it's not crass like super bad. All right, talking about crass. Yeah. Next week's film we have decided will be wet hot american summer oh baby <laughs> now 2001 now perfect comedic film <laughs> okay so you said just now that super bad you're, you're probably your favorite comedy wet hot american summer is my favorite comedy of all time i adore this movie i'm so excited that we get to do it I almost didn't want to do it this early on, but I'm I'm honestly I'm just ready to do it because it's going to be such a good episode. Cuz it's it's also a movie that, it's a movie it's kind of the opposite of Hot Rod where it's not a comedy for everybody. Oh no, it is not. It is not a comedy for everybody and it but it's not crass. It's nothing like that. It's just very um it's 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 like a group of a group of folks wrote a movie where they're like, "Oh man, this is probably only gonna be funny to us," and then like it's just it. Wet Hot American Summer just turned out to be this like really big cult classic with a lot of like with a really great cast and it's man, oh, everybody like even if you don't listen to next <laughs> next week's episode on Wet Hot American Summer, just go watch Wet Hot American Summer like. Because that movie's so stupid and so good, I can't wait to talk about it. I cannot wait either. But that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of It's Not That Terrible. Mm-hmm. Morgan, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Pilsy Nagram. That's P-I-L-S-Y-H-N-A-G-R-O-M. Um, yeah, just chilling over there, um, making stupid tweets that aren't funny but are only funny to me, uh, which is my old brand. If you want to come dunk on me, that's fine too. Um, yeah, you can, yeah, you can find me there. If you got something to say, say it, dude, you know, and you can find me at Y R O K A Z underscore N W O R B on Twitter. You can also find the show at I N T T pod on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Thanks guys for checking us out. It's been a good one. Yeah. Everybody have a good week.